Hi, what's up everybody? My name is Cam, co-host of the Back of the 135 podcast. You're listening to episode 120, brought to you by the West West Network, brought to you by westwestnet.com. Our guest today is an entrepreneur and social media wellness expert. He is the founder of Digital Discipline, a service which brings awareness to the dangers of social media and overusage of devices. He has talked to many schools, community groups, and church groups about his work and his important message. Most recently, our guest has become an author of children's books, having released two books already, The Malia and Sakalia's School Holiday, the first one, and the second, under his chief book series banner all right we know you guys will enjoy this one like we did so please give it up for tony laul USA and uh, Australia oh, yeah, just finished. USA. Oh, what was that? Was, was it a, a good win or close? I think, I think it was close all the way to the second half. Yeah. And then um, USA were losing by four points. And then they just took over the second half. It's a bit. When you watch USA, you know, you expect them to win, but it's hard to see them struggle. Eh? I think it's the rules. You know, all those. Um well, there's a um, European teams and that they kind of um, play by the same, mm. the FIBA rules. So they know how all the little, the little tricks and all the like how to goal tend. What the NBA would tend would call a goal tend. They they're quite masterful. They know so they do the little, knock it off the top of the the hoop while it's trying to go in. Or that's right, because eh? it's only ten minute quarters, huh? Yeah, and the other thing is, um, you know, at the end of a game, you know, in the NBA you can foul. You know, you, know, you kind of play the clocks. You get so many timeouts, and, and you can't do that in the international game. So, yeah. Yeah. So you know, you're telling me before we can't jump the mics, you're a LeBron fan. <laughs> you must be excited now. Your team, the Lakers, but only at the Cavs, huh? You said yeah. You I was them. following that hard out for since uh, Miami, then back to Cleveland. And then, because uh, after that, he went to the Lakers, eh? Uh, yeah. After that, I just, um, it, it's not like I didn't lose interest. I just had other things to, um, that took up my time, eh? Mm. So, like every, I, I'm mindful of it, but every month I'll go back, NBA top plays of the month. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> just see what's been going on. Um, but I, didn't, I haven't been following it too closely, mm. like, the last few years, eh? As soon as I knew they were a bit shit, like, and wasn't were making the playoffs. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, it's really because you have been busy, man, releasing your children's books. Because mm-hmm. um, your your third one's about to drop, huh? Is it? 
It's um, I was hoping for um, we're on eh? We're yeah, man, yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was hoping for a Father's Day because it is a story around Father's Day, um, or, or around Father's. Sorry, but uh, we're not gonna make that deadline. It'll oh. probably be at the end of September because mm. Father's Day is at the at the start at the start of it. So. Mm. See, yeah. I knew about it because I listened to your interview on Five Forty One. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. said you were going to drop it before Father's Day, which is soon now, next week or? Oh, it's this guy, eh? Yeah. Uh, is your dad going to be expecting uh, you at Kongai yeah. or? Yeah, man, I have to. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> no, not too far away. Yeah. A, see, even I don't know what the. I know it's mid September. Eh? Yeah, I think it's the first Sunday. Yes, Sunday, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. Put that in the diary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, so, you know, um, mm. you know, with your, your writing in that, you know, your first couple of books. What's you know because you know we, we kind of do writing or well, these guys do writing. I usually don't make the deadlines and that. But where's your inspiration? Like, what was the first thing that you went? You know what? I'm gonna start writing a, a book. That, yeah, that first book. Um, oh, the honest truth is, it, it, it was more of an accident, really. Um, last year around November, I had left my job, and I think I might have told the story on Five Thirty One as well, but um what you call it in, in preparation to leave i was trying to understand grants and funding and so um i went ahead and like try to practice how to how to write these applications because eh? i was going to venture off and do my own thing and one of the first applications that i wrote was for the ministry of pacific people's um, language fund it was about two grand and um i looked at it and thought i got no business applying for this but all I wanted to do was apply and get some feedback because I don't know how much how how um, much to write in these um, answer sections because yeah. um, they ask you questions in that. So I filled it out with the intent that they're gonna bounce me. That's fine, but I just want to like just practice. Um, in in that application too, um, I think one of the main questions is what are you gonna use this funding for? And just off the top of my head, I was like, I don't know. I'll write a book, you know, a kids book. <laughs> Just like it's a, like a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I had no intent to write like a book, like because um, I knew you know I, I was going to get or I thought I was going to get bounced there. Anyway, mm. a few weeks later, they turned me like, "Oh, you're successful!" And I was like, "Oh shit!" Now I have to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> so it caught me by surprise. Eh? So like, obviously, I had to honor that um you know their their grant or and so yeah, bro. I guess um. In terms of the the actual story, um, it's about my two boys, um, you know, and and it had to be around my work around digital discipline as well. So the story, um, in short, goes that my two boys are bored um, and they decide to go pick up their friends. So they pick up a series of friends, but every time they stop by their friend's house, um, they're either on a on a phone or on a yeah, so in front of a screen really. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of how that that first book. Co- got started so in terms of writing the story it was it was easy eh? i done it in a day but bro like it's the it was the logistics of this book like how how to make a book because we all have seen books um and but real naive as to how it gets from over here into a book format there's like that's an industry that i, I had to learn about quickly you know yeah man so that's that's kind of how it all started yeah, the, the beginning part of it, anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's a, you know, it's, a, it's funny you see those accident 
you said, oh, I'm going to write a book. But I think maybe it's something that you want, really wanted to do, like dream about writing the book. Because when I think about what you do, when you used to do this part-time, like your digital discipline, like mm. you're like advocate for using social media for good and not evil mm. Mm. sort of thing. So when I heard about the, your first book and the story about your two sons going to meet their friends mm. and they're on their iPad and stuff like that, I was, man, that is so brilliant to have that medium, mm. a children's book, to sort of educate your message mm. for, you know, for for social media that way. Mm. And man, I can see this book like at the at the primary schools, kids reading it and, you know, just getting an idea. You know, it's a story for the kids, but, you know, we'll, we'll sort of plant a seed and probably, you know, about, you know, your those two boys or your sons mm. seeing those other kids on there. Yeah, and, and the message as well, because you remember, you know, when we were growing up in kids, you know, you can recall the books that you've read, you know, because, you know, you've, you've either had to read them out in, in front of the other mm. students in the age, so, you know, they go, oh, you know, the Dr. Seuss book, or, you know, um, you know, there's the Harry McCleary, you know, those, those kind of books that are iconic, but you remember them, but there's always a lesson behind them, mm. you know what I mean, like, um, the tortoise in the hair, you would have read that, but you know that the moral around the story is not how fast, or, you know, it's about, um, you know, the moral is, um, it's not always the fastest person that gets there, but the person, mm. the consistent person mm. that gets there, or the person that does, that sticks at it. Mm. And now now that you've got that uh, format now, you, you know, you, you're talking about you know, digital discipline. These kids now have it in front of them. They don't have to go online, or well, they can get it online, but they're learning, like like the way that we learnt these lessons, they're learning it because they, they're, they're able to read it. Like, so I think that's a, a brilliant way to get that, that story out there, you know, that's that's awesome. And, and also, your characters are passive binders, huh? mm. and mm. you know, so automatically, that's someone they can relate to. If if you're, yep. you know, if these books are going to um, bilingual classes, because you know, MOE's pushing those bilingual classes all over, mm. you know, all over schools and stuff. I know because my partner, she's a bilingual teacher at the her primary school. Awesome. Yeah, so I might have to try and get. Have, have MOE pushed you to for those books for? Yeah, man. So um, <clears throat> to be in schools and stuff. Uh, the the first that first book, um, I'm not sure how they came across it. Actually, I, I think I was introduced. Um, you know, I have a really good friend David Riley who who writes some Pacific books as well. He put me on someone at the MOE who who he thought might be interested in the books. Um, so that first one, um, you know, just blessings. You know, like they they went and bought 500 books off me. Um, and so um, those all got sent to Wellington and um, I guess they're using it to distribute down there. Um, what also was a massive blessing as well is um, Spark Foundation um, had come to the table as well and said, look, um, we want to buy 800 of your books and um, we'll buy it and you distribute it for free to, to any um, groups or schools or churches um, that would otherwise not been able to afford it, and like those those two sort of um, sort of surprising blessings just caught me off guard, eh? Because you know the the two grand didn't go far at all in terms of printing costs here in New Zealand. The printing costs um, were over ten k, so I forked out for it. I I just I just had to um, I just had this uh, decision in terms of risk and reward, eh? And I thought, I'm going to back myself. I'm going to print a couple hundred. <clears throat> it's only supposed to be 800. And um, and then we'll just sell it kind of thing. 
and so altogether it was probably like 14 grand um the whole process of this is paying illustrator who's my friend thomas having someone to clean up the translation where editor there's all these other people that um you know are part of this process before you know it hits a shelf and so um i i just had this self-belief that okay thank you for your little two grand oh, yeah. <laughs> but, it's not gonna, yeah. but I'll, 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 I'll fill in the rest of this like yeah. myself um but yeah fortunate that that um that spark and moe came because off the bat you know that 800 plus the 500 covered all the costs you know because they were going for um 25 bucks and so it like cleared that that whole part of um you know my 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 first bit of investment into it and so yeah i guess from there i'm uh with the second book the ministry of education we're happy with that first one and then um i had every intent to um because they <clears throat> they bought the books but didn't talk about you know um how do we support you further um but i had told them that that this other books in the works and so um they again came and said look um we'll help fund the whole um creation of this book from printing to paying yourself to paying your illustrator and everybody else so like out of nowhere um i didn't have to dip into my own pocket ministry of education so i just wrote up my little budget of how much everything will cost and then they just stamped it and, and then just handed it over and, and then with with those funds i was able to do it so like um you know i was i was a bit hesitant because this is the thing when you wheel and deal with these uh corporates it's it's foreign to to us like you're like okay so what's the you know what's the catch here because um you're saying that you're funded like what obligation do i have so i i needed to be absolutely thorough about you know i'm not getting trapped in something um or locked into something so i it was just question after question because you're giving you're giving me like over 20k here what yeah, <laughs> just but but we're skeptical too, you know. Uh, yeah, like yeah, exactly. uh, we're we're in and around those like we we don't fall for it now in our generation, but we do like nah yeah, yeah. nah you don't don't be eat us. You, you're not gonna do that. With that with that th any time did you feel like maybe I need loyal or something like that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> nah nah I didn't. I I guess um <clears throat> I I thought I was I I had enough um sense to. Um, be thorough like absolutely thorough and through the email trails i i made sure i didn't ask over the phone i i asked through email and made sure that there was a you know an email trail of um what i asked and what they said um and so yeah that i i think i used that as as my protection because i just said look if you're gonna um you know um forward me this this grant um what obligation and they said no nah. and then i said do the other thing I was worried about, because they bought that 500 originally from the first book, I thought that if they, um, you know, are, are funding this next one, that uh, X amount of books need to go to them because they funded it. But they said no. They said, we'll fund the book and then we'll buy the books off you. Wow. So I said, and I had to triple check on that. I was like, <laughs> nah, just make sure <laughs> I'm, I'm make making it sense. And you're going to buy it off me. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. You know, I, I, it just sounds almost <laughs> too oh, good out. to be true. Um, because you've handed me this and you're gonna buy it. Like mm. I guess I guess those um situations kind of uh tell me and tell us that um uh the government's got money. Um, uh, you know, and there's there's different um purposes around why I think it all worked. Firstly, there's a hole in bilingual uh, literature and resources. 
Um, secondly, uh, for you know, on on a personal level, they don't have any um, uh, youngish or Pacific male authors, and so in terms of demand, um, you know, all our beautiful sisters, they're 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 our authors when it comes to um, you know most of the books that you find. Um, if you look at any Pacific se- section in the in the, or let alone the whole library, a lot of it's a lot of our women um, that write books, um, and so not too many males. Um, let alone someone that looks like me. <laughs> you'd never, you'd never say he looks like an author. <laughs> it's probably more like he looks like a maybe a criminal. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> yeah, man. So yeah, just just fortunate. Just you know, I thank God that um that these these uh, opportunities have come mm. uh, in terms of the books anyway. So yeah, yeah, man. You know how you said like you found a demand or you found a hole. Was that something that um, you discovered while doing your research, or something that uh, was this born out of your passion for, to get your initial message for the for the digital thing, and then t- turned into something bigger, like your your next two books, yeah. and then you know, um, was, was that something that um, just evolved? Yeah, it, it, a lot of the stuff just kind of um, has started off as a seed, but because I think. Um, my mind's pretty entrepreneurial um, um, from the offset anyway. Um, these sort of passion projects like Digital Discipline and how I was born and I was doing this these workshops for free because I just thought that that's what you do. Um, you know, us as islanders and Samoans, you know, when it comes to um, service, we always associate it with volunteer or for free. And so that was a massive hurdle, you know, for me to get over that you could provide, a, you know, a service or a product and actually charge for it and so um so with when it came to the books um when it landed you know when they said oh you know you're successful and then i started to write this thing i went to the library and i thought man there's not many books that um i think should be there i mean there's heaps of cool ones david riley's ones are awesome um but there are some stories what, what i'm trying to say is there's heaps of stories that aren't being told um that aren't on our shelves that our children can relate to um, and so for me, I was like, in terms of an opportunity, you can, for me, it's always dual. The first one is the, the passion and the heart, because there's some Samoan stories that aren't being um, told. And secondly, is there's a business opportunity. And what they label that in the sort of corporate world is they call that a like sort of a social enterprise mentality or, um, you know, it's not it's not like you're selling, you know, some sort of rubbish product that that has absolutely no value to anybody. There's there's you know, um, you know, multiple purposes for these, um, you know, for these things that that have been pushed out. Mm. Do you think there's a clash with that sort of thing? Like you get, like you said, the social um, sort of um, entrepreneurship where you're helping the community, you're giving back to the community, and it's like it's it's a sustainable. But then, like you said, like you get the the big corporates like Coca-Cola, you know, who who's selling sugar water to the world and making millions of dollars. Like, do you think there's a clash between what, or is there, if you go the community route, do you think I don't know if there's any examples of a business like that that takes off to be, you know, like. Well, I think what what I was, what I thought you were referring to when it came to when you were saying that the corporates talk about social enterprise. What you, I thought, what I gathered from that was, if your thing is to, it's not for really pers- or like personal gain, is to actually um, um, expose people to um, 
social um, social happenings or something like you know you're exposing people to the Samoan language or the you know, to to bilingual. So I think it depends on where you're coming from. Mm. So if you're coming from with the intent of just making money, there's no it's not you know. Um, it's the principle. Well, that's that's the way I I think. You know, the the like how you said that. You know, when you were doing the workshops and that, you thought it was for free. You know, because that's as as um as the islanders. You know, it's about serving. You know, uh, and you feel like you're giving back to the people. It reminds you of an example of um, we had Tracy Atinga come on, and she was the um, she is the CEO of was it Color Color the rugby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she came on, and she was doing the same kind of thing where she was offering services. It wasn't until um, a prominent MP said to her, "Okay, um, how much, you know, how much should you get paid?" And she was like, "Well, you know, I, I usually just do it for free." And he's like, "Come on, man, you know, there's yeah. a big bad world out there. You know, I know you, I know you people, you do it from your heart, but you know, you should be charging." Just and, and as soon as she got that in her mind, she went, "Okay, then let's play the game." You know, is that the kind of thing that happens to you? You went like this, you know what? I can actually. Make a living, but still get my message out there. You know, was that? Did you have a turning point like that? Yeah, bro. That, that's like dead set what it was, eh? Um, because we were all raised that way, church. So we never associated service with um, any monetary gain. Mm. Not even a koha. You know, when people try, you know, like you go for, you do some sort of volunteer work, and they try to slide you on. Yeah, don't yeah, worry about it. That's <laughs> it. That's our mentality. Yeah. So we've, and by nature. Um, you know, uh, in terms of um, uh, like uh, service, service, it's never associated with, you know, oh, well, like what's the transaction here? Um, I'll do this for two hours and you pay me this. It's never like that. Um, but see, those those turning points came as well. And um, it was uncomfortable because I thought, you know, there was heaps of um, self-reflection that I had to do only because um, I didn't, I initially I felt like, you know, um, I'm selling, selling out, you know, selling myself out because now I'm charging, you know, for these workshops. But I think what what we need to understand is um um the the levels that I've moved through. I'm not talking like I'm over here or anything, but the transitions that have happened um, or the evolution is um I was charging schools, community groups, and church groups. Not really. If you got something, great. If not, great. I was, I'm still coming. The whatever um, you know workshop I'm doing over here for X amount and you can't you don't have it don't worry I'll do, do it for free um, so there was charging the actual uh, client let's let's call them a client <clears throat> and so those were hard to come by because um, they're like one-offs right um, but I think we want to sit and I think there might be other levels above this but where it is at the at the moment the Ministry of Education um, late last year had said look we'll, we'll pay you for six months you do X amount of workshops and and we had to sort of barter to see how many workshops equals this amount and and then it was yes and then we both agreed that this is how much it's going to cost to do X amount of workshops and so I went back to my community and said I'll do these workshops for free so they don't have to fork out anymore. These schools don't have to fork out because the uh, the big dogs over here with the massive wallet, they're gonna they're gonna pay me for it. So I just added up how much it costs, um, you know, and you and you try to push it a little bit because uh, even though they're islanders who I'm dealing with at the ministry, I have to I had to remind myself it's not their money. 
is coming from this massive wallet over here the, of this unknown you know um so i had to remove a little bit of emotion out of it because you know always my spirit's always like totally don't charge that much like it's uncomfortable because but i had to remind myself now nah, this if you want to make it like um, in terms of social enterprise and, and you want to turn monetize this and turn it into a you know a sustainable business that you can live off um plus um not losing anything in your message bro it's, this is this is the pocket man sit right there and you and you charge how much you think it's worth and see even those have been hurdles because you know some the early workshops were like 40 bucks 50 bucks um and there's these like hurdles that you like how you justify it and then after that you, you're starting to charge that's you know that same one for you know i don't know like a thousand times more like in terms of um I'm not saying thousand dollars, but like, <laughs> you know, jumps up significantly. And and honestly, a lot of corporates they don't bat an eyelid like that. So when you start to understand the the brackets of um charging that our our Balangi associates are doing for a service, we're like we're way behind in terms of um uh, accepting that we're worthy of that. So I've had to climb and tell myself, now nah, you you charge that top dollar. You know why? Because no one else is doing what you're doing, you know. If I if I was doing and the doing, message and the message exactly. Yeah. If I was doing some sort of uh, management 101, you know, there's heaps of other people doing that, or you know, um, people skills, you know, 102 or something like. There's so many companies that, do, but in terms of like um, digital well-being, or talking about the the impact of social media or screen time, I outside of NetSafe, I'm not sure if there's other, you know, an independent individual outside of the government that's that's running this and so that's that's why i had to had to make sure that you know i i am charging a you know a, a expertise fee you know um because i guess that the question that i post now and then is if not me who who you gonna get you go look yeah so yeah, man, it's all it's all learning on the go, really. I don't have any intent, but you just um, you know, we just every day, man, just just keep keep at it, eh? That's an awesome message how you said that you had to step back, you know, because we're so used to like we kind of undervalue ourselves, you know, and that's just the island way. But to see you, the growth that you've made, that you actually went now, the message is this good. It's worthy of bringing it up to this level. Now, when you go in, you're not playing the game, but you're meeting at the, at the table. Because I was just thinking when you were saying about how you were bartering between how much workshops you were going to do, like, you know, when people throw money at you, like your face, oh, I'll, I'll be there every day. And then, you know, you're two weeks into it. Man, what did I tell them? I was going to try and do it <laughs> 9 to 10 in the, in the evening and that kind of stuff. That must have been difficult for you to try and assess that kind of stuff. Yeah, bro, it's like, but you know what? I did exactly that because they, they said an amount and then I set how many learners or workshops I was going to do. But I'm so grateful. Um, her name's Vai, who works at the ministry. She she said, wink, wink. You know, oh, like, um, said, bring your Whoa. bring your thing down a little bit. You yeah. bring your um, you know, your learners down just so it's doable. Mm. I I knew I could do it. It would be a stretch, but I was like, yeah, uh, is that the amount? Bro, I'll go like yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad she because she she halved it, and I was like, hey, is that that means these are worth x per workshop then and she was like no we'll start there and then see how we go so 
you know, I, 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 you know, I didn't say nah, don't worry, I'll just do all the whole, you know. I just said, okay, well, we'll, we'll see it there. If that's your, if that's your direction and that's your wisdom, then, then cool, I'll do it. Um, but as soon as she done that, I, I made sure in my mind, I'm gonna overachieve. Then, not all the way to what I said, but you know, overachieve to to the point where it's impressive, you know, and and I can show that that I can. Um, uh, collect data i can report i can do all oh, of these nice. uh create resources i can shift um you know um different um uh what do you call it um perceptions or you know we have surveys um at the um you know um pre-surveys <coughs> and post-surveys and make sure that i can um Give show the these shifts and, yeah, yeah. and feedback um none of those were um required of me but i made sure that i i've done those little extra one percent as eh? so that um by the end of this little contract, the six month one, I knew there was a, a an opportunity for a renewal, eh? and so I just wanted to make sure I positioned myself. It, uh, I liken it a lot to just um to footy, like you get your little you know your little ITM cup contract, and you you're gonna gun for it. You're gonna make sure because the next thing is Super Rugby, and you do everything. You do all the little extras that's required of you, and so I had that mentality. You know, oh, shit, okay. I, I was playing over here for free, you know, like club rugby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now nice. I got my shot, you know. Yeah. This is this is my mm. this is my ITM cup. This this next six months from from Jan to to June, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. And then um, after that, if if we can lock in something longer term, then we're just gonna do it again. Just get progressive in that in that kind of sense. So yeah, fortunate man, like um, that they came back um, and said they were able to or they're happy with. You know my work. Uh, they're happy with the this next proposal, and so th they're going to fund me for the next two years. Oh, mate! Yeah, bro. And That's so, awesome, Wolves. Yeah, man. And so I guess the the cool thing is is I can go back to my community over the next couple weeks and months and say, look, um, digital discipline is is running workshops, and um, you know we'll we'll do it free of charge, kind of thing. So nobody has to feel like, oh, man, I got no, you know, we don't have budget because it's nearly the end of the year. So I was just like, nah, man, we we're doing it for free. Yeah, man. So that's that's. It's kind of the game that I'm learning, you know. I don't know. I don't know the whole thing, but it's just like video games, man. You get on that next level, and you keep playing. You might fail, but you're just like, oh yeah, now you learn know, from man. it. Yeah, 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 and then you just just evolve, man. Uh, and that's cool, man. That's cool because you know, we realize we get inspired a lot of our guests that come in and talk about how you know they've had a passion for something on the side, and it grows into their full time work. You know, they leave their job and they do this because it's their passion now. And they make a living out of it, you know. And, man, th th those stories are really cool, really cool. And you're, you're, you're another one that's doing that. Um, you know, you're, um, how, how, much, how much of digital discipline has grown since you started? And how much, how much have you seen in the community that what you've done like impacted or brought awareness to everybody? And have you seen any results, good results? From from when you first started till till now, yeah, hard out. I mean, <clears throat> it's one of those um, it's one of those topics that is um, very new. It's this this whole um, sort of project is I still feel is a little bit ahead of its time, to be honest. And and, and that's a good and bad thing because good in the sense that it's there's preventative stuff, but not so good in the sense that um, people don't see it don't see the value you know some people don't see the value in it because there's such a push in um tech and um stem you know and all of these um you know getting our kids uh digitally savvy 
um, and they talk about the digital divide and all of that sort of stuff, which means they're trying to get our people be a bit more um, uh, capable online. Um, when, when I come in with my message, <clears throat> some people may assume that it's, um, you know, that it's uh, doesn't, they don't swim together kind of thing um that it's against that's anti and yeah, yeah anti uh yeah. internet in, yeah, yeah um but that's when you come in there, the education yeah it's how, what, but what? it's not actually because i think if you're going to enable anything in the community there needs to be um consideration around the the well-being aspect of something and so um i think a few uh school leaders and principals are now catching on because what used to be a little bit of a problem when it comes to students and you know the 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 amount of kids that are coming to school either tired the amount of um students who are struggling um emotionally because of these online relationships that they have because you know that that's the only place that they communicate on issues where kids are sending nudes to each other and now now a whole bunch of people at school know like they're starting to know now that it's you know, it's not. It wasn't a one-off anymore. Kids are getting stabbed and having fights over who said what, over whose school, and 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 these schools are behind the ball because they haven't had any education around it. They have had NetSafe, and I I don't know them too well. They're the government arm of like online safety, and I think they're in schools. But I think from from their angle, um, there's nothing like I'm not downing them. They're they're, they're perfect, eh? But it's I think it's more. Um, the technical aspects of being online, like online safety, how to adjust your privacy settings, like it's that kind of stuff. Digital discipline is probably more the emotional stuff, the the actual mental well-being. It's all the very deep stuff that um, you know when when you are struggling, it's an addiction, it's an escape. So just like any any drug, gambling, excessive alcohol, that that. You know, um, our community takes to escape from problems. Social media is the next, that that's what it is right now. Uh, and amongst gaming and pornography, those, those are all an escape from your problems, you know. And it's, an es- and it's an escape and addiction because a lot of our people can't control their urge to put that thing down. They can't, like, you know, um, I'm not sure, um, you know, in your guys' sort of um, realms of, of work or family, but you can tell the ones who just can't put it yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every meal, <laughs> taking photos, yeah. you know, every opportunity, even just walking to check the mail. Mm. Oh, look, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you don't need to tell, like, I don't know, who, who am I to judge? But, like, if it's that much um, of an influence on someone, um, no matter how happy it comes off, um, it's concerning. It's concerning. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, when you give your message, uh, who is it really? Who is is it like broad enough? Is it supposed to include the parents and and the and the kids? Because I was just thinking, as a kid, say an island kid, you wouldn't want your mum and dad to hear it because you're telling the truth, but they they're trying to hide it. And you know, island parents when they hear something, they go, you know, like <laughs> this uh, this show, this shows how old I am. When they started bringing out the ratings for TV shows. It used to be G, PGR, AO. You know, when AO came on, yeah, I don't know, you know, because they just seen it on TV, you know, that's, and I was not, no, it's just a bit of swearing in that. But, you know, when they hear it from someone, or when they, they say, well, if you meant, like, if someone said that this isn't right, then they, they come down on you, eh? Uh, do you feel like the kids, 
I mean, is, is, the, is the message pushed towards the parents or is it just trying to get everyone aware of what's happening? Because I know as a, as a, um, if I was a student, you know, and I knew, even though I knew the pitfalls of the internet, I wouldn't want my parents to find out because then they'd realise, actually, when they're sitting in the corner while I'm watching TV, I'm not aware of what they're, what they're looking at. Mm. Yeah. Bro, hard out. I mean, <laughs> but the, the the tough thing though, with 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 who's requesting these workshops and and the ministry is is funding it for for students mostly and families, as mo- as mostly students. Sorry, that um, it's important for them, but the priority should be parents. <laughs> they they are the ones that need to hear it, and so any opportunity that I am in front of parents, I'll give it to them. Eh? Because they're the enablers in all of this. Yeah. So a lot of parents have come and, and uh, messaged and said, look, you know, how do I get my son off Fortnite, you know? I said, who's allowed that? Your your son got a gun to your head to say, yeah. I'm playing Fortnite. You got no, you know? No, nah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's us who enabled it. And I think, I'm not sure about too many parents, but I think um, the luxury of having uh, a, a game or a screen or tablet or phone the luxury is that they can sit there for a few hours. Yeah. The best babysitters in the world. <laughs> yeah. But the the flip side to that is you are enabling these kids to camp on those places and form these unhealthy habits of addiction. And so when they're struggling mentally because now they're watching porn all night or they're struggling because someone caught them, you know, whatever it is on the game and, and told them they're useless and whatever else and piss off blah blah blah. Mm. there's such a um, gap between what the parents think the kids are doing and what the kids are actually doing so you can imagine as a kid you know if if someone's threatening me and said you know you're useless at this for now i'm gonna find you you know i'm gonna beat you up and kill you like how are you gonna tell your parents your Samoan parents that because they thought they thought you're doing your homework yeah well you're not you know Mm. you're you're clocking all the levels on fortnite (laughs) how that there's a massive gap yeah, and that's why kids sit there in their room and just struggle. Yeah, they can't. And so that it started off together. There was an understanding of what a device was, and then through the weeks and months, the gap between what the parents think the kids are doing and the, wow. what the kids are actually doing, you know, there's a mm. gaping hole. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Because I was just thinking that, like, you know, you, as a as a kid and you're playing a game and someone says, yeah, where do you live? You know, I'm going to come and get you. You can't tell your parents because they're going to turn around and go, yeah, well, bring the game here. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, I don't want to lose the game, but I don't want this guy to track me down and beat me up. You know, it's, <laughs> and so it's, I, it's, I think another, what I love about what you're doing is it's kind of, like how you said, it's the parents that name you, but kind of educating them like you can actually mm. just set, set limits, you know? And that, I think that's the problem with, not the problem. I, I guess that is the problem that they don't set safeguards, or they don't go. Well, you don't. You go until this time. We're going to stick to this because I know what happens. Or you know, if I'm not in view, you know, it's it's awesome that you're educating the, the parents on this because on, I'm I'm pretty sure that only um, second generation Samoa or Islanders know. You know, because I know if my, my dad, you know, he just goes, you know, give you trip. You know, I, he would have no idea. You know, he must think that the internet is just YouTube, that there's nothing else there. He just knows it's YouTube and, and Facebook because that's all he hears on the Likyo, you know. But if he knew 
what's actually out there. I, you know, I, I failed to see. I mean, I, I feel sorry for to, to, to see what he would see because it's just so, it's such a huge world, eh? It's so vast. It's exactly that, eh? It's its own world now. Like maybe 10, 15 years ago, it, it was it was more seen as a tool. Mm, yeah. Now, now it's it's all reality, virtual wow. reality. They have this game. They said that um, that you log on and you live a life in this world virtually. Like you, and it, this person has a personality. You can get into marriages and relationships. You can go to work. Um, it's the craziest thing, and you just you just live there, and you like. There's no um, goal to it. You're just living on there. So just got a whole new life. Just just a whole new life online, like an actual actual life. You book tickets to fly here. Hey, yeah, it costs X amount to uh, you know to catch a taxi from here to here. But it's not real. Like it's just, mm. I was like, I couldn't understand it. I remember reading in the paper there was a during the COVID lockdowns or when when COVID was happening, there was a guy then down South Island. He was a tour guide. Obviously, he's, he's lost a lot of work. He had this he had this thing where he walked the, walked the track with a camera. And you can like zoom it to someone mm. around the world, and and they can and pay they can pay to go on this track because he can't fly obviously, but you can pay to mm. go on this track. You know? and just watch it and just watch it, you know. Mm. So it's funny because I, I I remember thinking about how you know there, there is it's probably here now in the world where you can just sit at one place all day, get Uber Eats, work from your computer, you know, talk to people, and just go to sleep, go shit, and go to sleep, and mm. that's it. And, mm. and just stay there yeah. and there's probably people doing that mm. yeah. oh yeah. there's not just probably there there are definitely yeah. people, you know and the sad thing is the further you go into that world the more you become detached from this world you know we're going to end up you know it's funny because i like ready player one mm. but the scary but is that's going to be a, the way we're going if we don't watch it it's going to become a reality you know and yeah. so yeah I, th- I think my well i know my message is never anti yeah mm. Mm. But no one ever has a discussion around balance. See, when I ask um, when I ask parents in workshops, to, and I say, "This is my question: Is um, put your hand up. Who here has a dedicated screen time or social media plan at home that's functioning today? No one. No one puts their hand up. Um, and then I explain it like, who who here has set routines and you don't deviate from that routine? No, no one puts their hand up. And then when I ask, when I press a little bit, what's the rule? What Anybody volunteer? Who? What's the rule at your house? Oh, yeah. It's usually tell the kids just to get off the thing, you know. You know, or, or weekends, yeah, we let them. But it's all really loose. And sometimes I think people are just giving an answer f- just for the sake of giving an answer. But no one has a dedicated plan. Um, if you're having kids that are growing up in this digital age, like most things, they need some parameters. They need some uh, guides as to how much is too much, you know. Um, I think we do it for, you know, for crossing the road. There's safety for that. There's safety for swimming. There's safety about strangers. But when it comes to screen time, mm. people think, you know, it's just so innocent. Just because they're watching Daniel the Tiger doesn't mean that the next ad that's going to pop up is, you know, full of yeah. girls with, you know, their titties almost hanging out kind of thing. And and now your four-year-old seen it. You can't unsee anything, <sighs> you know. Or they click on the wrong tab mm. or they... You know, there's messed up people out there that make sure that the website, you know, some common kids' websites, they just change one little letter mm. and you end up at a porn site kind of thing. And so that's got that's the risk that you're taking by thinking they're just going to watch. 
like there was this uh there was a uh, an experience that i had with my son um this is before digital discipline and you know you know how it has suggested videos on the side so he's he's watching something and um and it was a cartoon and uh you know like like most parents i was like oh, yes he's safe next time i come back it was uh like these people acting as superheroes you know but the superhero girls just like oh, yeah. hanging out Far bikinis out. you know and they're acting like you know there's a spider-man and a flash you know there's some dumbass script but the woman on there even you know like for any teenager that it's inappropriate but my little son's watching it and i'm like holy shit this is this is not <laughs> but see that's in terms of content creation Far this is out. how mess you know mm. some people don't don't care you know like and so from that I, it started to trigger this man i gotta be aware even mm. though he probably doesn't think much of it but for me that's not content that he should be watching where this lady's running out and just like it's not it's yeah. not something a four-year-old should be watching you know yeah, yeah. and that's my bad because i you know i was naive just like a lot of us today we just don't know like did you have conversations with anyone other parents that time that saw the same thing like like at, i think that was the start of your awareness yeah. of what's going on and at that time, was there conversations around? See, this was probably um, 2017, mm. 16, 17, when I started to wake up to the fact that um, this this thing is gonna gonna take me away from from my sons. It's gonna take me away from being present. It's gonna start to mess up, or oh, already already had started to mess up my my sleep, my mental health, just a whole range of things. Um, the few people that I spoke to, uh, like. I can't remember specifically, but I do remember the impression that this is just normal life. Like oh. this, this is, uh, <laughs> and yes, it is uh, in one sense, but then no, it's not as well. Uh, I guess does come back to your when you said you're ahead of your time. You know, you, you know when you said that. Like, back, yeah. you know. I, th I think so. I think people are catching on now. Mm. Um, I think uh, when people are are aware of mental health. They are starting to now click on that that um that uh, the the access that kids have to the internet or social media. There's no coincidence that it coincides with the the rise of anxiety, depression, suicide, and all the rest of those mental health. You know, and and that's not even counting, you know, self esteem, self worth. Um, you know, people being conscious about their body image, mm. seeing these uh, superficial relationships online. Now they think they're my partner should be taking me out to brunch every other day like this other couple over here that i'm seeing or i should have the new jordans or whatnot like all of that if you remember back to to our time in high school in terms of envy or wanting something you only saw it from a few people it's only that one dude that's always got cool shoes. The gears, yeah. <laughs> oh, man i wish my parents could afford yeah but really it was the older brothers clearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these days it's the same thing but you're seeing it from a thousand people you know, he's got the new Fendi around. thing. Like, yeah. you watch stories, uh, man. Like me, I watch a couple and then I'm done. Like <coughs> before, man, I'll clear it out. You, you know, I'll try to get to the bottom of this timeline and searching for nothing really. All it does is just make you feel shit. Like, <laughs> and I and I remember feeling like that because I had friends of friends or friends that that would play footy overseas, same age as me, and I'm th thinking, man, I'm in this one bedroom flat struggling financially this guy's you know you know those rugby photos like, yeah man. so you want to be happy but then you look at yourself 
Man, I'm struggling to pay this credit card off. This guy's like probably on, you know, six figures, quarter mil, easy. And then, you know, it does stuff to you. Think about our, our lovely, um, our lovely woman, you know. Um, you know, some might be a little bit on the heavy side. And if you see enough of these bikini looking bodies, and let's let's say, for example, our, our young woman in their in their teenage years, if they're not emotionally mature enough and you start seeing even if it's people in and around you that are you know they're looking good there are oh, nothing wrong with that but if you're not feeling uh you know um you're not high on your self-esteem then that's gonna chip away at you day by day and that'll start to you go down this route of oh, i'm not even worth it i can't lose this weight i don't look like sally i don't look like tewi whoever it is i don't look like that so and then you know it starts to play on you big time and then and then that's when mental health issues um, starts creeping as um as too much uh social media it's the best place to compare yourself to everybody if you're not uh emotionally mature you know um, but yeah, yeah that's the case besides yourself have you seen other other awareness going on in, in the system like has your message been been shouted out in other places um I don't. I don't. I honestly don't know of any organisation. I know of the Lighthouse Project, who who focus only on pornography. Um, there's um, DNA, who's Digital Natives Academy from uh, Rotorua. Uh, they're they're a gaming outfit, but they also are intentional about their gaming uh, healthy habits kind of stuff. So those those are probably two. There's NetSafe, um, but anybody else, I'm not sure. Uh, I know that people have tried to steal the IP of digital discipline but uh, yeah, I was just <laughs> I was just thinking that because uh, because was, the, the message is so strong and so clear and it it's so set like it's distinctive I know other people that would want to try and come in you know um, try and start their own thing and, and, and try even though you've already you know you've I'm not going to say got the market but because your one stands out amongst everything else how difficult is it for you to have people that you see similar things that you know are, are just trying to to copy your story instead of actually just doing their own or seeing a, a different branch? Mm. Like the digital well-being space um, outside of NetSafe, like as, as a person that isn't like or wasn't funded by a government to do that work, um, I, didn't, I haven't come across anyone. Um, but um, there was that first season that uh i was very weary that uh you know in all humility that i was onto something um more so because i wanted to share my message but the uniqueness of these workshops no one was talking about it um and so i knew for the next few months if people start to hear about it like these big bigger uh trusts or organizations and in particular the pacific ones might have a little look at down at Tony's alley because they're delivering, I don't know, let's say suicide prevention something or or I don't know, mental well being stuff. If if they found out about digital well being, they're like, nah shit, add that to our resource. Add that to our little um uh workshop kit, you know? Um so I you know, I was always like for that that first couple months I was I had a chip on my shoulder. I was like, oh shit, is anybody you know? Because I hadn't established myself, you know, um I think the deterrence, and I won't name them, <laughs> but but uh, Tangata Pacifica did a piece on me, 
and I think that was the start of um, repelling any anybody f- from uh, duplicating digital discipline. See, this this uh, digital well-being space, I don't own it. Like, anybody can do it. Like, I, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to fend people off from doing it. Like, you can go and do it. Um, just don't take my resources and don't take my content. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and, and, and I think it has happened. Um, the, the thing about people doing that is like it's not their perspective I mean it has to come from you because you're the one that have your own mm-hmm. perspective and you might have you know everybody's got unique ideas and you can't really steal an idea That's right. really yeah. the, the heart and soul of the idea mm-hmm. and you can take what was said but you can't take you know can't take the story exactly um, and, and, the, and the journey you know mm. and so I, I think that's I, I'm, sh- I'm pretty sure people have entertained the idea of, of taking it but um, in terms of passion uh, I'd, I'd bank that they probably wouldn't have it um, because they didn't walk years of this uh, of this situation of this experience, you know, where it was tough. So I, I, I'd like to think that I do know what I'm talking about, and I do know that these solutions that we're talking about um, can work for you, um, you know. And and when we're talking about the impact that it's having, that I know what it's like as a parent, and I know what it's like for young people to to go through these. Um, know through this digital age kind of thing so mm. yeah I, I guess that that might be my competitive advantage i guess is, is its uniqueness to, to my story and personality so yeah you know moving forward with your message um to me it feels like first comes the awareness part just establish and just identify what's the problem and then the solutions of the problem i've heard you before in another podcast say um be m- be a creator rather than a, a consumer. So that sounds really good. How do we, how do we, edu- how, how are you educating the parents or people to, to do that? I mean, like, especially kids on, on games. Like, when when I heard of that, I was thinking, okay, why not make the game? But how you can do that? Like, how, like, you know, you can, you can do a podcast on, on, online, you can do, you can do art, online stuff like that you can create things for people to enjoy rather than just swiping left (laughs) yeah you know yeah i mean that's 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 the stuff that i i that's the reason why i love you know um parts of the online world is we would never have had access to content you know that's that's of value we would never have seen art that we would never seen and i appreciate all our all our people our pacific people who are who are pushing their their product their message, their service, their art um, online. You know, um, and my little cousins, um, there, there's, there's two. Oh, I sound like those. those oh, that guy. <laughs> but, but their, their musical careers um, were launched from social media. They're st- standard, and uh, one of my cousins is in the HP Boys. But see, without social media, would they have made it if they were just doing um, gigs at, at pubs and clubs? I don't think so. But it's because social media, they use social media as a tool to leverage their artistical um, desires, blew up. And now, and now the, you know, they, they, they are where they are. And so in that sense, they've created something, you know, um, they've created content and put it out there. And so th- th- that's what I appreciate more about or, or, or would like our people to do more of is, is to have this um, creativity mindset when it comes to being online. Like you, you're searching online 
to get inspiration to go away and do something instead of scrolling for no no reason at all. I was just thinking of um, that. Uh, that was it, Josh six eight five or the. See, Sorry. he's he is a, a person that um, was um, what you're talking about. He was a creator, not a um, consumer, mm. and he's a person where social media, like you said, that if it wasn't for that TikTok, I mean, see all the avenues that it picked up. That's using the internet or the power of social media to to actually make a living for, or, or to actually get your message out there. So, and I just I just bang on like what you're trying to trying to teach our kids or teach our parents that mm. you know that there's there's an avenue there, eh? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I mean, people have asked, you know, but like esports and gaming is the big thing, and your big dollars. Cool, I appreciate that. But if that's if that's your goal and your intent, go hard. But if it's this, uh, you know, you're not really trying to excel in in esports. If you're just playing it five six hours a day for the for the sake of it, then that's probably when we need to, you know, evaluate whether this is um a good use of your time. A lot of kids do TikTok. Okay. What are we trying to achieve here? If it's purely because you want the influx of likes and people saying, oh, you guys are, you guys are so mean. You and your sister's far. You know, you guys are so good. If that's all you're doing it for, the intent to just uh, boost your little ego and help it's you feel cool. Well, hey. That's right. Then um, you can you can find uh, things that, that have a more sure foundation outside of TikTok. Yeah. But if it is to blow up and you, you, you actually got a unique dance and you actually can dance, yeah. cool, go for it, bro. Yeah, go for yeah, it. TikTok's, yeah. TikTok's it. But if it's just, uh, you know, monkey see, monkey do, we're just following the crowd just because that's the new song and now we're spending hours learning all of these TikTok dances for what? I mean, if it's if it's to use, if it's used for the intent to um, build relationships with your family and that's what your family loves to do because that's how you guys get along, cool, go, go ahead and do it. But if it's for likes... Chasing clout, getting comments of, why you look so good, bro, like, oh, man, you know, all of that sort of stuff. If that's what you're living for off off these platforms, then um, there's probably something that I that I disagree with, you know. It reminds me of, um, I don't know if you've watched this um, series on Netflix called Black Mirror, and there's an episode there where they use, so in the future, instead of currency, we they start using likes. So you start doing oh, battle damn. stuff just so you can get likes, but when you get when you get uh, thumbs, you know when people dislike it, you start losing money. So all your currency is on likes. So you start doing the most outrageous things for people to give, and to, you know start getting up, and then the the program keeps going, and then she starts doing revealing true stuff of herself, and start, people start um, um, disliking it. So she keeps losing likes. So that's kind of like a currency. And then I, you know, kind of in the end, it just ends up all bad. And that's what I've kind of—that's the vision I was getting when you were talking about that stuff. When it, when you're if you're just doing it for, um, just for the likes, for yourself, for your ego, something that's not real, lay. Eh? That's you know, you can't live off that. You've got to be have a mm. like a true meaning or like a more self self worth, you know. But like um. I need, I need to know the the name of that because I want to watch it. But oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, what you call it? That that movie totally portrays what's going on, especially in our youth. Um, there's this perception, um, and and this is because I've talked to them. There's this perception that there's this magical number of at least a thousand followers to make you feel, to make others feel like you're relevant. 
you know, so <laughs> there's this magical number. So anything above that, you know, like there's, there's high school kids with thousands of followers for no reason. And it's because they, they probably have a nice, you know, for their age, body shape and they do these TikTok dances and like show a bit of skin or maybe, you know, he, you know, he's got his shirt off doing TikTok dances and these kids got, you know, 3,000 for, and you're like, hey, there's absolutely no value I'm getting out of this, yeah. this profile. But it's because, you know, um, it's that we're just doing, or they're just doing these performative sort of things to, to get the likes, to get the followers and and that's their social currency online, and and currency, and all of a sudden, um, you know they they almost feel like they're relevant. Like, and no disrespect to to our young people, but just because you got a couple thousand followers doesn't mean anything in the real world, you know. And and what's interesting too, because there's been heaps of uh, Pacific social, um, sort of um, what do you call it? Not issues, uh, but current affairs. And then when these people that have thousands of start to have their opinion on something, great, you have an opinion, but please just stick to your dance. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like that, <clears throat> there's this uh, temptation that because we got heaps of fault, like so it's it's a really weird, it's a it's a really weird, um, uh, uh, just way of living online because uh, you know a lot of their self worth is coming from mm. uh, how many followers and all that sort of stuff. It's interesting because I do the social media for. For our network, and um, I find that the the likes we get don't correspond to the plays on our on our podcast. So mm. it's, it's totally different. There's there's less likes than there are plays, mm. you know. And I can see you know people going for the likes, and but it's not it's not it's not about that. But it's funny. Like ten years ago, like I got off social media completely because I didn't like all the stuff that was, I could see and that was distracting to. Uh, the only reason why I got back on social media because of we started this network, so I had to go back on. But for a long time, I didn't, I didn't like social media. But it was interesting how, you know, you, some people get, can get, uh, can get sick of it, you know, if they see too much bad stuff. Yeah, it's. I mean, if you guys have watched the Social Dilemma, there's mm. heaps of, like, whatever you stay on too long on the, you know, it collects all your data. Like it knows you very, very well. So if you've watched that little Muhammad Ali a highlight for a few seconds it knows to play boxing for you yeah, yeah. so if it's WWE or if it's uh, NBA highlights it, it's it's that advanced where it starts to understand what kind of content you like and the reason for that is is so that they can keep you on there mm. like that's that's the game thousands of them you know uh, I mean it's advertising right it's advertising, advertising. it's right. driven by that yeah. and the thing is there's no <clears throat> There's no, uh, I feel like there's no morals to it. They mask it with, you know, trying to do these preventative stuff. But there's so been so many social media issues that have happened and then they try and rectify it, you know. But they could have easily done, you know, some measures uh, to make sure that we avoid um, certain incidences. But uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to stuff their money train up. So, you know, it's better to just apologize instead of doing some hard yards to prevent kids to from doing this and that. I, I mean, given that I think they're doing okay stuff, you know, um, they have YouTube for kids and they're trying to make things safer, you know, there's Messenger for kids. It still defeats the purpose mm. because kids should be communicating in person, you know. Um, I spoke to a couple, this is kind of slightly off topic, but a few principals are, are getting concerned because there's five-year-olds turning up to school 
that don't have the um, the standard of fine motor skills of speech of uh, um, behavior and they can only put it down to the thousands of hours these kids have just been watching you know um, Paw Patrol or you know um, Teletubbies or whatever the you know Wiggles they're, they're not communicating with their parents or the parents aren't co- actually it's the other way around parents aren't communicating they're not uh, putting their kids through experiences they're not letting their kids play outside they're not letting their kids experience anything so when they're coming to school like this one um, principal in Mangere, she she's noticed the kids that were turning up 10 years ago to the kids turning up today it's just a, there's like there's a gap because they're just not they're just not developed because they've been <coughs> robbed of all of that develop these development uh, experiences because mm. they're sitting in front of their TV um you know most of, most of the day so it's scary eh? yeah. that they I mean they think or, you know I think some you know I'm, and I'm guilty of it I thought I was doing my son a favor you know it's so cool that he can play subway so far <laughs> can't even put a sentence together you know but we think oh he's you know yeah, yeah, yeah. um he knows to unlock this and that actually you shouldn't be proud of that <laughs> be proud that you've ta- taught him you know uh his abcs or one two three or he knows how to say thank you that should that should be something that we should be proud of not that he can unlock this thing and go into this or at least learn that after he's learned his abcs and one two three and know how to talk you know um prioritize that and then and then we can have time for that but um it's out of, it's out of whack the sink you know between um or, or the gap between what was you know the the, the development of kids a couple of years ago to today is yeah, slowly decreasing eh? mm. how, how old are your your kids they uh, are the seven and ten. Oh, okay yeah yeah so uh, you're getting ready for when they're Amongst the kids with phones, <laughs> bro, it's funny. They, um, they, <coughs> like we, we, we own a PS2 and a Nintendo 64, and uh, it was the funniest thing, man. Like it was a few weeks ago, we were playing a uh, NBA 08. So totally, we're talking like <laughs> yeah, man. 13 years ago, 14, and it was. I, I went to replay something because I remember um, I blocked him. Zoom up on the, on a face, my son goes. This is because he's 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 not around PS4. That he goes to me. Wow, look so realistic. <laughs> <laughs> so I cracked. Oh, I was like, yeah. He was like, it looks so realistic because it was like I, I was like, yeah, yeah. man, if you saw the two K game yeah, now, like yeah. you see the drip, the sweat dripping <laughs> yeah, down here right. and the facial experience. These guys are like still up in the ears, like <laughs> so, the mouth is still closed. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, good on you, son. Yeah. Nah, yeah, look. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it's realistic. <laughs> <laughs> it looks real. I think that's the reason why I don't play games anymore because it looks too real. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm old school playing Atari and all that, but, yeah, yeah. but the games are too inti- intimidating now. You know, yeah. I don't, wanna, don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my fear is that I, I don't play because by nature, I'm quite, you know, if I'm into something, I'm all the way, you know. So um, that's why I never, I haven't played Fortnite. I don't play that stuff because I know. So yeah, now I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be coming to one of your workshops, and my mug's gonna be red like that. You go, silly. <laughs> Which I told this guy when I went on his podcast, and he looks like he's part of the he's part of the problem now. So, yeah. You know, like um, you know, coming back to when you you quit your full time job, like how scary was that? I mean, man, that's gotta be. Yeah. It's um. I've I've always um. This is stuff that I don't usually say because um, we're always taught to be humble, eh? 
but um for the sake of this podcast and, and i think a few other conversations i've had only recently is um um i've always wanted to pioneer and i think we always should we always hear people talking about oh you know we're navigators blah blah, blah. cool but what have you navigated what have you gone and frontiered you know and so i don't ever i don't ever say that cliche line you know that's sailing's not relatable to me but i've taken the the concept of that and try to find out in my life what can i where's the new like what's beyond the reef for mm. me mm. because i i want to you know um pioneer something so that my sons can see that this is possible and and maybe the people around me can see that this is possible so in terms of leaving a job that was the first step to becoming independent or or you know um, getting out on my own and being a hustler i think you know a lot of the motivation to that um was my dad um in in one part because he was a taxi driver for many years and like you know with with cab drivers you don't work you don't get paid kind of thing so i understood that you know he pulled his hours to make sure that he could provide um so i used that as as a massive um you know um uh, example to me the second one is um I, I just i just had listened to too much rap and you know the rap it's just hustling mm. like it's independence it's i'm gonna make it you know and all of the sort of struggle like all that kind of rap is what i listened to so that was those were in my podcast you know and and amongst them um, coming out like I, I i'd listen to a podcast now and then but the but the essence and the motivation to to do you know those first couple scary decisions to leave was always rap eh? and so <laughs> yeah it took a risk i i i felt um, in my heart that I needed to hand in my resignation so all I had was six months worth of savings I had no contract this ministry of education thing wasn't exist uh, it wasn't even you know um, on the table and didn't know about it but um, you know I I just kind of thought um, if not now when I'm going to keep stalling I've been stalling for the last few years and so you know with with that and the help of God you know I left in November mm. and um, I just knew I got six months before I go Auckland Mission <laughs> with my son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I wanted to force myself in a pocket where I I gotta I gotta create something. I gotta make something happen. Eh? But you know, fortunately, it didn't have to wait too long. You know, December. You know, that Ministry of Education thing came up, and so like I said about the the footy mentality as well. Like, okay, now I got my shot. You know, I got, and then from that, um, you know, there's two years, and then on top of that, Spark Foundation have also come to the table for digital discipline and said they want to um, potentially fund me for three years. And so that's that's wow. lumped in together. That's awesome, and so, man. <clears throat> like in terms of, um, like, again, I say this with deep humility, eh, but for the essence of podcasts, because sometimes I listen to them and I'm like, just tell us, like, just tell us. Like, <laughs> but I won't tell you, but um, I just, I guess for me, in terms of pioneering, I wanted, you know, in the next few years, maybe I'll, I'll reveal, like, the whole game plan but I guess for this season, it's like for the people that that do ask, and I am around. I, I guess I want to be an example to say that um, that you know you don't need to play NRL first grade or Super Rugby to make a quarter mil or six figures. You don't need like you 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 follow these little steps and live in your purpose. You honor God, you know. Um, then you know I think I think when we think about uh, when it comes to salary. Anything over a hundred, you've got to be a footy player, eh? Or you're one of those 
you know, Balinese that grew up, in, I don't know, or those those islanders that grew up in North Shore or something that privileged or something. I'm just a normal dude, man. Like I, I didn't, I didn't leverage a, a, a footy career, or I didn't come off the back of any sort of. Um, my parents didn't have any, you know, hand me anything. Just like absolute ground, like, you know, came from like fucking struggling to pay rent, credit cards, and all of that sort of business, man. But I'm still early in it. I don't know what's going to happen after three years, but I guess for this little, this little season for the next two to three. Yeah, we we're just gonna position ourselves for the next five, for the next ten, and 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 make sure that um, you know, if anybody wants to uh, deliver social service and help people, but also, you know, have that, who has that, you know, yeah. hustler mentality and and want to make bank, then um, you can satisfy your heart, and you can satisfy Westpac, you know, your little bank account there, and there's nothing wrong with that, because like we've said earlier, we have this um mentality that. You know, if I'm going to serve my community or have a message, ah, don't worry about the money, you know, like, nah, you do, like, it's 2021, you know, we're living in the most, one of the most expensive, you know, cities in Australasia, like, you mm. can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't pay your bills off love, you know, like, but, but, you know, you can get paid for it too, yeah. That's awesome, awesome. Man, that's an awesome story, man. And man, you're a great example of, you know, someone that's, you know, take control of his life. And you know, going against the grain and said, "Hey, doesn't mean this is all I want to do." You know, and that, man, that's inspirational, man. Yeah. <laughs> Shorts, man. Um, man, good luck and congratulations on the. Um, yeah, man. And just to hear that stuff, you know, when you hear these names, you know, you're you're running alongside, it's uh, you know, Spark and MOE and that, and just to have that kind of, I guess, you know, to have that opportunity now to give back and not have to worry about um you know especially for the people that are going to use your services that they don't have to feel like oh man i'm gonna have to call me the sky or you know am i supposed to give them some piece of ball <laughs> that's that's the dream eh? yeah that we don't we don't take away from our people because mm. the in terms of the money game there's funding and there's people these big corporates that are willing to support your hard work you know especially in these lanes of um um you know, social enterprise or, you know, doing these community stuff, um, like you said about uh, Tracy, you know. Um, I think sometimes we trick ourselves into doing these things for free because it's honourable, like 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 we have to oh. suffer mm. to um, <laughs> yeah. to give. But you don't have to suffer to give because someone else can pay for for, for your hard work, you know, and, and you just do what you've always done. But, you know, there's there's no... Um, don't need to be shy that you you know that you're you're asking these guys with the you know with the big wallets that's got to cost this much they don't have access to our community i th and i think increasingly over, over this ne next little while um especially you know the dawn raid stuff the government almost is forced to have an ob you know they have an obligation to honor our communities so whatever it is that you're passionate about do it now like this awesome. is this is the time to do it because um because the, the current government you know, I, I didn't vote for them, but they they are in a position to to help our people, and so we need to hold them to their word, to their you know, to keep them accountable. Because you you said you're gonna you know you're gonna shift and change and move a few things around for our people. So pay me, and I'll do this for my community. You know, because you can't bring your person from Wellington and try and impact you know over here in Mangere or or, or out west because they don't understand the landscape. I do. So you you give me the check, and I'll do it. You know, because I'm sick and tired. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Now, thanks, man. I'm cautious about the time because I know you got to go, brother. But man, thanks for coming onto our podcast, man. Nah, no worries, man. I bought, I bought, uh, <laughs> bought a meal off for you guys. Oh, oh, mate, you didn't have to. Yeah, hey, because you're my mouth. What do you mean? I'm so wheezy. You guys can fight over which one you guys want, but I bought the the two books. Um, oh, here for oh you guys. man, thank you um, so much. And uh, it would be cool to let let us know what you guys think, uh, especially about um, you know, especially in these um books in terms of representation. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll quickly show you guys. Um, you know what it meant. Uh, you know, to me, I mean, um, there's some really cool parts of this book where you know. We putting our people on oh. properly, you know, like yeah. you can even tell, you know, um, the advertising, bro. Like also all of those little details, man. Awesome, man. Um, you know, we're we're putting our people on. This, you know, one of my um, my friends who's a barber, and so we, these are stuff that um, you just conceptualize in your head, and you're like, ah, people don't do that, and then you're just <laughs> like, nah, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know who who said you're not allowed? So I put all that all our um, salmon businesses on there as part and parcel of either it's advertising or something in the background so that when our kids read it or adults they're like oh shit um, he's breaking all the rules for writing kids books you're not allowed to put <laughs> yeah. merch on there you're not allowed to put a business on there but you know, said not you know and so anyway man I could go off on that but but these are your guys appreciate you guys uh, for having me and um, you know love, love, love these kind of podcasts because I, I, I learn more you know, about <laughs> you and, and, and what you guys are doing and um, you know I get to, I get to say my piece as well thank you so thank awesome. you for the gift <laughs> yeah I'll, um, we'll have a fight after <laughs> 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 thanks Jules. Right. Uh, all right bye